0: The, I'm just still end.
1: trying not to fall. No, at this <laughs> okay. moment we're we're somewhere in our fall and we get to notice what we're believing about it. You could be trying not to fall, that's fine. So while you're falling, you're saying, I'm trying not to fall, I'm trying not to fall, and I'm succeeding in not falling. Exactly. But,
0: we're working really hard on that.
1: <laughs> but, nevertheless we're all falling and we're saying it's great falling, it's terrible falling, I have to prevent myself from falling or I have to stop myself before I reach the ground or all other kinds of dreams we have.
2: So is what she's saying, is she pointing out a a fundamental truth of, of human life in terms of what I want to say, um, you know the, the, you know, the end is coming,
1: the impermanence of it. No, 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 I wouldn't say the end is coming. I wouldn't say the end is coming, um, except to notice if we have an idea the end is, is not going to arrive for us. Um, if we live without that, if we try to fool ourselves about it, that doesn't mean she's saying the end is coming and we all have to be morbid or be worried about when we're gonna hit the ground. That that isn't the point. Yeah. Um,
2: well she does talk about hitting bottom, but that's kind of in a different context. Yeah. But isn't she really talking more about our our the human tendency to be try and be on the floor below us and the floor above us rather than Exactly where we are. Well, to stretch the analogy, in,
1: in a way, as you said, she she talks about we try to handle our our life so that we never um, get close to the bottom. But that's a daydream. But if we maintain that daydream, and in maintaining it, we do all sorts of things that get create trouble for ourselves and others, then then it's important to know that we are going to hit the bottom. However, the point isn't to dwell on we're going to hit the bottom. The point is just to be where we are and at the same time not fool ourselves with stories about what is and isn't so. Um, now, she does talk about Sashin, and you could say practice, as creating an artificial crisis. Um, And the point of the artificial crisis is that we get to bump up against the habits that blind us because um, whether it's being forced to sit still for 30 minutes or being forced by the circumstance to sit still and walk and sit and walk, despite the fact we say, you know, I'm bored with this and I want to go somewhere else. I want to do something else. But if we commit to a period of practice or to forms of practice, then that commitment, in a sense, creates an artificial crisis when we don't want to do that.
2: The the other thing I I kind of saw into
1: this, and maybe Uh it's just me, was that she seemed to be pointing out the fundamental fact
2: that we we tend to want to believe that we're in control of our life, Uh as opposed to being subject to, in this analogy we're using, gravity. Gravity's (laughs) going to do its thing no matter what we believe.
1: Yeah, we don't have to say... Gravity, we could say mortality... Um, <laughs> that, that's easier um, yes we as she puts it we are living lives that are absolutely ho- hopeless in the sense if we think we're not going to die if we think the people we're, wi- we're with are not going to get sick maybe age and die if we think that that's a problem and we don't see that that's what makes life wonderful, then we're in trouble. I don't know if it's really, you know, I, I don't know if it's so much for most of
2: us about dying. I don't think we really even think about it that much most of the time. It's mostly about avoiding discomfort and dissatisfaction and confusion rather than this
1: event of passing away. Yeah, but but discomfort and confusion and other things that we try to avoid, are, in a way, are little deaths that, yeah. we, that we say they're intolerable. I can't tolerate feeling confused. So, in a way, even that kind of situation... That kind of helpless hopelessness we don't want to tolerate. Instead, we want to do something else to avoid being the present moment as the present moment is. We want to blame someone, make up a story, get entangled in something, get angry, get hurt, um, or all sorts of other things maneuvering, as Joko says, in different ways, um, making deals, um, living in a fantasy, blaming someone else. If only she did that, then if only he did that, if only I did that, you know. If, you know, imagine, I mean, I, I today is December 7th, and I'm In in Northern California, so there's no fire threatening me, but certainly all these fires in Ventura and Southern California are bringing up the memories of the fires that we had here a few months ago. But imagine if someone in in the middle of um, Southern California, when they have to evacuate, get caught up in, oh, if only we didn't move here. How could we have been so stupid to move here? We should have known better in a sense, that hinders them from taking care of what they need to do to evacuate right then and there. Um, n- not um, picking up whatever you can, you got a, a, a minute to grab some things, and then leaving. All sorts of fires threaten us. Some of them are very obvious, and some of them are... Not at all obvious, um, but if we get caught up in believing that they're not okay, then they become problems. As she says, waking up, she meaning Joko, means realizing that our situation is hopeless and wonderful. Hopeless meaning that the circumstances are going to be the way they are. Meaning, whether it's, we thought we were on the 10th floor and all of a sudden we discover we're just above the, the the ground. Or, we thought such and such person was going to turn out to be in this and this way, and they're not that way. Or, and you could fill in all, all the other ors, whether it has to do with someone close or far, or, you know... You thought the world was going to have these situations, and instead it's not that way. It's hopeless in the sense that our hopes and ideas about how it should be can blind us to being where we are and then seeing what there is to do. First, we have to be willing to be where we are, or at least to see what we're Blinding ourselves with. Um.
2: Well, for me, um, I've noticed that wh- whether it's contemplating, you know, my death or being there for someone I love loves death, or even being criticized for something I said or did, or, it, it always seems to be an affront or a.
1: Did you say an affront? Affront or or an attack on who I believe I am.
2: Uh, what, what, I believe, what I believe about myself.
1: And who's affronting you or attacking you?
2: Well, I'm not sure I want to go there, but <laughs> it's, it's a longer conversation. No one, you know, it's always self-inflicted wounds. <laughs> okay. Those kinds of wounds are always self-inflicted. Okay, good. <laughs> But that's kind of a tangent. And it's always a a defense mechanism to defend who I want to believe I am. Or, I mean, even death, you know, I think, well, you know, I'm this person. I can't die. Maybe there's death, but surely there's rebirth or heaven or another life we want to believe
1: these things or, or at least my death won't come anytime soon it's off in the far future <laughs> yeah, always in the far future and we don't have to go to death it could be simple things I won't have to and you fill in what you won't have to face or shouldn't have to face or it's unfair that you're facing it now whether it's making a mistake Forgetting to say something or saying something stupid, and people looking at you or anything else, um, or I don't, I shouldn't have to feel this way. I mean, after all, and you f- fill in, after all, I am, and they are. I shouldn't have to feel this way. They shouldn't say these things to me.
2: Um, they don't know me like I do.
1: <laughs> is that good or bad
2: <laughs> oh, <it depends.
3: laughs> well I'm totally wonderful
1: <laughs> good I hope the rest of your life is like that <laughs> My son wouldn't agree with me. (laughs) Well, don't worry. That's okay. It's okay to have a son who doesn't agree. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it goes with the territory.
3: I think it's helpful, actually, when it is death that we, you know, think about or encounter or whatever. I I mean, there are two prongs to what I want to say. One is that I just can't stop thinking about it's a wonderful life. Uh-huh. Because there's the, my favorite scene in that movie is when, after he's you know seen what it's like to actually not have been born, and then he comes back and then this thing that's been bothering him and bothering him and bothering him is the little ball the ball on the on the staircase, and you know, it comes off again when he goes to grab the the um, I I know there's a name for that but I can't think of what it is that knob on the on the staircase uh-huh. and it comes off and. He's, he's so grateful to be there that he just, you know, picks it up and kisses it and you've seen him through this whole movie You know, will be more and more annoyed that that's been happening. And so he's just so grateful, you know, to be alive and, you know, it's just also relative. All of this stuff isn't going to mean a hill of beans when we're, you know, compared to life and death and when that really happens, you know, and, and um, you know, I, I don't... Uh, I don't really want that insight, but there are some things that happen sometimes that uh, allow and enable me to have that insight. Um, And uh, so, you know, I I guess I'm grateful for that too. The other thing is I wanted to ask about, uh, I think I heard a version of this talk. I think it was probably on a tape that Heidi played or something like that, but it seems to me that there was some embellishment or something where, you know, he's looking at himself in the mirror, or he's looking in the window the windows. And he's, yes. you know, combing his hair as he goes, goes down, and he's, you know, just primping and all. <laughs> yes. That's, that's I think, right before the so far, so good thing. And then, of course, uh-huh. you know, then this, the result is the same. So
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, of, of course, these, the actual talk, first of all... This talk might have been given in a number of different times. You have to realize there's only so many talks you can give and you reuse talks in different forms. But the the other thing is, of course, this is an edited um, print version, so you might have heard a longer version. But in a way, it's the same point made in different ways. Um, On one hand when we're greatly concerned about how we look as we're falling down, from the point of view of falling down, it's ludicrous to be looking in the window and trying to make sure your hair looks exactly like, right, especially since it's being blown in the wind of, of falling down. And yet, it's perfectly fine thing to do while you're passing by the window. No problem. I mean, that's... That's the point where Joko says it's it's all a crisis and not a crisis. It's totally a crisis and totally not a crisis at the same time. Therefore, just like the story of someone running from a tiger and coming to the cliff and jumping over the cliff and using the vines to crawl down and all of a sudden looks down and sees another tiger waiting at the bottom of the cliff and then reaches up. And plucks a strawberry and tastes the delicious strawberry while hanging from the vine with tigers on either end waiting to eat them up. <laughs> That's, in a way, this, this, this is a variation on that, if you yeah. want to say. Well,
3: you might as well prep and look at yourself in the window, I suppose.
1: Well, yes, yes and no. It depends how upset you become if you don't... Look like you want to look like in the in the window. If you get angry at the window and you want to break the window or yell at the people in the window or who knows what. If if you become all upset about your m- must m- must up, uh, I think that's the word hair. Yeah, must up. <laughs> So,
3: well, but the strawberry—I mean, I don't. I, unless you said it was too tart, there isn't anything you can do but enjoy it. So I assume the person is being self-centered and enjoying seeing what's in the windows. That's just my assumption. I was
1: making. <laughs> you could play it any way you want to. See, you could you could play it in different ways because the point is, can you see how, on in one hand, it's this just this moment opportunity life. And in another, on the other side, you can make all sorts of troubles. If you get entangled in this and don't see what your life is, you can cause harm to yourself and others. So it's the ability to be right where you are and yet not get entangled in harmful ways and ways of suffering in being right where you are as it is. So, it's all a matter of what's the skillful use of what we say and do.
0: And I think it's um, it's so easy to think that, well, like the strawberry moment, um, you know... Um, the strawberry thing is it, great and it's, you know, it seems like a wonderful moment but if if the moment that I'm in is a moment of someone being, you know, upset with me because I'm late with a project or something like that then that's, it's hard, much harder for me to see yes. to see that as a, you know, as, as the the only moment that is a wonderful moment. Yes, <laughs> so yes. that's that's a tough
1: one. If instead of strawberries, there are blackberries, and you reach up and the thorns from the berries <laughs> pierce you, and you go, ah!
4: <laughs> and like, oh, and, and you <laughs> yell and get
1: angry in about <laughs> it. Or you, you pick one of the berries, and as someone said, they're bitter.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're alive and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a, it just always
0: seems so easy to think of, these um, wonderful moments as being wonderfully enjoyable moments. And to me, you know, it's just harder to to appreciate the moments that don't seem like wonderful moments as wonderful moments. Well,
1: I mean, I think... Uh-huh. Maybe wh- as you're hanging there, you're just shaking with fear, and you, all of a sudden, your bowels loosen, and you, you know, <laughs> you, you, you be shat yourself and the, the tiger below... <laughs> it might even cause the tiger to run away, but you you've got this foul smell and your and your whole bottom is sticky and you're you're wearing pants and and there's st- there it's terrible you know, and that's your moment hanging there because that'll happen too at some point. see when we're a little child, and we do that we don't really well we Children cry when they, when they have a full diaper, but other than that it's you know it's not that big a deal, but elderly people that happens too as well, or people when they're sick and you you get to experience that, and you see the difference between taking care of it and adding on troubles about it to yourself or others that in a way. Make for more suffering and harming. So...
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe I was... Maybe I, I would think I was emphasizing the wonderful part too much. It's just... <laughs> it's just the moment. It's just appreciating the moment for what it is, right? Not yes. having, it, ha- having it have to be a stock, wonderful moment.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, it, uh, I, I, I'll quote again. She says, it's always to- totally a crisis... And totally not a crisis. See, that's this, that's this present moment. Whichever, it's the same thing and it's just what it is. Um crisis or not, we just do our best. And we get to discover how much we don't like and aren't willing to be the way it is. Or what we're doing to create trouble to avoid being the way it is, or to blame someone else for it.
2: Well, I have a little trouble uh, with the word wonder and wonderful. I mean, wonder seems different than wonderful.
1: How so? Well, wonderful sounds like, oh, that's great, fantastic, I wish I had more of that. Well, (laughs) that's, in a way, maybe Saying I wish I had more of that is is extra, <laughs> um, unless you assume that everything needs to be wonderful, and it won't be unless I have more of some particular thing. But if it, it's good to look at what is our experiencing that we call wonderful, or what is the beliefs that you're holding on about what is or isn't wonderful. Wonderful is also terrible. That's where, where that's her saying. It's totally crisis. Totally not a crisis. Wonderful is can be what we call terrible. We like to make either-or situations. We like to tell ourselves a story about what it is, and then believe our story. So. As we're falling down, oh, fifth floor, things are going great right now. (laughs) Well, doesn't you use the word wonder? Yes.
2: In a sense, more akin to what we would talk about, not knowing, and yet being fully engaged.
1: Well, I I don't even know if we have to add not knowing. Um, Wonder is just the nature of joyousness and openness of being human. Um. It's useful to sometimes look at the words that we use and to really reflect on what is it we're saying experientially with this word and what is it we're missing when we don't see the experiential nature of the word. Instead, believe it in terms of like and dislike, good and bad, should or shouldn't, or any other sort of Connotations that we add on that get in the way of what the word is telling us about.
0: Well, on two twenty-two, um, after the student, the student part, she ta- t- says the wonder of this second. Yes. And um, you know, and, I, and it per- when I first read that, I had, I felt this disagreeable feeling, you know, like, oh, God, the wonder, okay, the wonder of everything, or, you know, I just felt kind of like, uh, okay, and, but then, I, I did appreciate what comes after that, which was kind of, well, she kind of explained that, um, on 222, um, the last Joko part, with the first sentence of that, first part of that, um, then she, when she just says, this second is not me or anything else, but just, oh, and that doesn't mean some giant motion, but just, oh, you know, just this second, um, And um, I, then all of our worries are non-existent. So, I appreciated that that clarification, sort of, after the wonder of this second, because that sounded sort of, I don't know if precious is the right uh-huh. term there, you know what I mean? And, and I... Uh, uh, and then, but then when she sort of made that clarification, I thought, oh, okay, oh, okay, I, I, I kind of understand that.
1: Yeah. If, if you want to, if you turn to page 225 at the very end of the page, she continues on that in a slightly different way. She says, I can lose the appreciation, the wonder... If I wander with an A-W-A-N-D-E-R from this moment, if someone yells at me, Joko, you're a mess, and I get lost in my reactions, my thoughts about protecting myself or retaliating, and they could say you're worse than a mess. Joko, you're a fraud. Joko, you're hopeless. You're stupid. You're whatever. If we get lost... And we do very easily in protecting, retaliating without even thinking about it, then I've lost the wonder. But if I stay with this moment, that there, there's just being yelled at, it's nothing. But we all get stuck in our reactions. None of us, or most of the time, are willing to be yelled at. Or even to be think that someone's yelling at us. If we're driving in a car and someone passes by and they shake their fist and they yell and we think that's at us, we either justify ourselves or we blame them or talk about how stupid they are or... Notice it. When do we not feel almost automatically this sense of protecting or retaliating. So those are good things to notice when they arise. They're not problems, they're just habits. And if we could notice the habit, then for a moment we could release the habit or release the holding on to the habit in being the experiencing of the Wanting to retaliate, wanting to protect, or whatever other kind of reaction arises.
3: Um, I have an example of that.
1: What? What? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Please. I have an example
3: of that. This, uh, last Sunday in choir rehearsal, uh-huh. um, this guy uh, who wasn't the choir director. Uh, said in front of everybody, Ken, you're flat. And, you know, normally when a person tells me I'm flat, it, it's, you know, between me and that person. And I went home, I was so angry. And, and because I had I had taken it so personally. And then I had to stop and think to myself, you know, what had I taken personally? Uh-huh. You know, and, and who was this directed at? And if I respond irresponsibly or retaliate, isn't that just as bad as
2: what he did? You know, uh-huh. or, or at least what I perceived him doing.
1: And, so, and, and how long did you continue to carry that alo- or, or, okay. along? A long Because after the first moment when he did it, the rest of it was all memory and your own regurgitating it it to yourself and telling a story and, and beating yourself up or beating him up or variations on both of those. And what happens with our life if we get entangled in those kinds of memories, not that they don't arise, but when they arise and we keep on playing with them or fighting with them or sticking to them, then we create more troubles for ourselves and for others. Not, I mean, for ourselves, because as you said, for another day it continued to um, bother, trouble. But not only that, but if, if it troubles us, then when we're with other people in our life, that troubling seeps into our interactions with them. So not only do we get to make trouble for ourselves, but we trouble other people with our troubling.
2: Isn't that an example of the self-inflicted wound that we were talking about earlier?
1: Yes. (laughs) Most of our wounds are self-inflicted. In fact, that's what practice lets us discover, how many wounds we inflict upon ourselves. Because, I mean, we could sit still. As far as I know, no one is coming and sticking things into our head or into our body when we sit still. In fact, much of of the time, even when we're not sitting still, we could notice we're inflicting wounds upon ourselves about memories and things long past or fantasies about the future and imaginings, etc., etc., yeah, so. Uh,
0: I was noticing something like that today, or just in the past couple of days, because I've been working on this project for a couple of people, and anyway, a couple of days ago, there, I was getting a lot of positive feedback. Great job! Wow, this looks amazing! Wow, this is much better than we thought it was going to be and everything. Then today, uh, or yesterday, I got an email, you know, and, and the, the person sounded a little bit, uh, little bit um edgy um yeah a little bit edgy or a little and then you know I had asked for some information and you know and he was kind of like um the way I took it was he was kind of saying well it's right there you just have to you know you've already got it or something something kind of you know like that and and all of a sudden I noticed I was having thoughts like oh sure two days ago they loved it now they've seen everything, and they're, you know, now it's not so great, now it's going to start, with the criticism is going to start, and, you know, and then I, and I was tempted to, you know, fire off something, you know, back um, to his email that I had perceived as kind of um, edgy, and so I just saw this whole thing going on, I didn't respond or anything in, in the moment, and, um, but I just noticed uh, all these thoughts about, you know, and it was like this, little roller coaster because first it, i was up when i was getting all the praise and then it was kind of neutral and then I'm way down when you know when it when i started imagining that um oh boy now you know now they're not thinking it's so great etc i mean it's just you know so you talk about yourself and it's like stuff <laughs> so,
3: yes. good
0: yeah
4: struck by a few things. Uh, one, one was um, on 225, uh, where she is talking about memory, um, and the last sentence of the second, peri- uh, the last sentence of the first full paragraph was the you know, last sentence: "Every memory that we stick to devastates our life."
1: Yes. Isn't uh, that great?
4: Yeah. Very, very powerful statement. Uh, A couple other things. I I had a question about on 224. It's the third, fourth paragraph. Um, Sooner or later we realize the truth of life is the second we are living. No matter whether that second is at the ninth or the first, in a sense, our life has no duration whatsoever. We're always living the same second. Uh There's nothing but that second. Now, I don't in, our life has no duration whatsoever. Yes. We're Can you maybe provide a little bit more uh, clarification on that point?
1: What more is needed?
4: Well, I think they're tied, right? Because in a way, you think that what? I think these two points that I, the, the sentence I first mentioned about the memory—every memory I you stick to—devastates your life. And the fact that really we're only living the same second—it's you know, like if I'm not, if I keep going back to something or thinking forward, that's that's harmful in a sense. But what I guess I didn't quite understand is it's the same second. Well, we're always living the same second. Does she does she mean not the same one? like when I was five years
1: old, right? No, no, it's not the same as if there were were other ones that are the same as this one. In other words, it's always this second. Yes,
4: she just means it's this second. Yes. This second, that's it. Yes. And then um, I also just wanted to mention that um, up on the top of that page, 224, where she's talking about... um, I guess it has to do with the crisis, not such a crisis as sheen, etc. But then when life settles down, we see us practicing with such intensity... Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. Say that, start again.
4: <laughs> when you're at the top of that page, Oh, oh, oh,
1: then when life settles down. Okay, yeah,
4: go ahead. see One mark of mature is to see that life is always still totally a crisis until we're not a crisis. They're the same thing. In a mature practice, we practice just as hard, whether there's a crisis or not. Crisis or no crisis, we just do it. Fine. But, um... You once said, I wrote this down because I remembered it. Speaking of memory, I remembered it. Uh, That's a problem. I remember it, but you said, practice like your hair is on fire. Now, I don't think I actually heard you say that. <laughs> I think it was a talk I heard a yes. long time ago uh, when I was first practicing with Joe like in the late yes. 90s. Practice like your hair is on fire, which is what this is saying, essentially, right?
1: In, 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 a, in a sense, yes. Your hair is on fire, you mean. This moment is what you have to take care of completely with your complete energy. It's a, that's a traditional phrase, practice like your hair's on fire. Uh, it's especially interesting to, to think about when you're uh, someone who shaves their head and has no hair. But <laughs> in any case, practice like your head's on fire or your hair's on fire means right now is when you have to take care of it. And you have to take care of it with your energy fully right now. There isn't, oh well, you know, I could let it burn a little more, it's okay, I don't, you know, I've got to think about what she said to me yesterday, and I don't have time to deal with the head on fire. Right.
4: Thank you.
1: Yes, you're welcome. Well... It sounds like we've exhausted everything, and we're ready to hit the ground
3: <laughs> so we'll we'll, we'll
1: we'll stop now uh next week we'll do the sound of a dove and a critical voice um next week is uh what date is it It's the fourteenth and and then we, we, we will take a break till after the new year. Till after session. What? Till after session, right? Um. yes, because the 21st and the 28th, the Zen Center is closed, and then we'll have one week, I think it's the 4th, and then we have session beginning on the 10th. Am I right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, time moves quickly. So, we will meet again next week in this realm. I hope you all have a good Bodhi Day tomorrow. So if you want to practice like your head's on fire or hair's on fire, please do so today, tonight, tomorrow morning, when you see the morning star... Awaken to the light, and we will talk again next week, if not sooner. Be well until then. Thank you. Be well.
3: Thank,
2: Thank you. you. Okay. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.